News continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, well, welcome back, everybody, to the radio program today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano and Fred Jackson. And joining us now in studio is Steve Jordahl. Good, Good morning, morning, brother Steve. Good morning, everybody. Hey, before we move on to uh, uh, the topics you're going to bring up, Steve, I wanted to, I was asking Brent Creeley, our producer, because Roman Gabriel III was on with us from Sold Out uh, Youth Foundation uh, last half hour when he was talking about ministry that he's going to be doing. By the way, it maybe not come, maybe didn't come across as clear as a, but he is an explicitly Christian organization. Right. I mean, and he, he, he does school events all over the country. Uh, where he introduces people, uh, the kids, to uh, the saving knowledge of Christ. Uh, so that's that's what motivates him. But as an extension of that motivation for caring about people, he has ministries like the one uh, trying to address the fentanyl issue, issue, <clears throat> especially among youth. And oftentimes, Roman's able to come into a place, uh, you know, to help on issues like that, and they also allow him to share the gospel. So I just wanted to make that clear. But he was talking about fentanyl. That is correct pronunciation of the drug, right? That's correct. And Brent Creeley, our producer, Brent, you were you and I were talking off the radio, and I wanted you to tell our listeners about this because you just went through a class uh, here. Yes, sir. We go ahead. We had a first aid class here, and uh, one of the issues was talking about you know the overdoses, the fentanyl that's around now, and uh, and I asked you what fentanyl was exactly, and you weren't explaining it to me. Yes, sir. It's it's a form of opium, and it's one of the purest forms they have now of opium. Like you had like lower tabs when they were created. They were more of a pure form of opium. Now it's even worse than that. And uh, what Roman Gabriel, and I did post his link about that. Uh, on our Facebook page? Link for fentanyl on our Facebook page. So okay. he's got more information about it than what I'm sharing. But uh, he was talking about the Narcan and the Narcan is designed to where if they overdose or whatever, you can give them a, a – it's a nasal injection almost. You squirt the Narcan in their nose, and it's supposed to help them come back from overdose of So, drugs. but you have to administer that almost but, immediately, wouldn't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, But still, it could be life-saving. Right. Fred, you keep up with this? You know what's going on here? Oh, yeah, there's a lot. I I mean, it is uh, part of the border crisis story. Uh, It is coming into this country by the tons now. And uh, they dealt with this to a certain extent in a House hearing yesterday as part of the border crisis. And thousands and thousands, this is not an exaggeration, thousands and thousands of young Americans have died from this in the last two years since Joe Biden uh, became president. I'm not trying to make this political, but up to the time when Joe Biden became president, it was trickling into the country. Now they say it's coming in by the tons. And yesterday, the Democrats, when this was uh, challenged uh, yesterday during this hearing on the border, uh, the Democrats said, yeah, but it's it's Americans that's bringing in, you know, they're, they're, they bring it in themselves uh, they're working, you know, with the cartels. No, that's not the case. The people who are guarding our border, doing their very best to guard our border, says that's not the case at all. These, these, these are the gangs from Mexico. They're bringing this stuff in 
by the ton. The cartels. Yes. And it's very, very potent. Uh, just about Fent- a month. Fentanyl we're talking fentanyl, about. Fentanyl. Yeah. Uh, just about, a, I think it was about a month ago, maybe a little longer, I read the story about a police officer who came in contact with someone who had overdosed or who had fentanyl. She, this is a woman, did not have, uh, she didn't ingest it. I think she might have breathed some in, got some on her skin, and immediately she went down and started overdosing. Narcan saved her life. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it didn't, she didn't even have to take it accidentally. She uh, just had to be around it. Yeah. And she overdosed. Yeah. Do, do-, do doctors prescribe fentanyl? Yes, there is a medical use for fentanyl. I don't know if they describe it under that name. Maybe they do. But it's but coming in by the tons. Uh, illegally. And illegally. To, in and order, in, like, like other uh, drugs, to get Americans addicted to it? Is well, that, it's coming in because the cartels are making boku bucks on it. Because well, it's addictive. Yes. Oh, very addictive. Now it's, yeah, and it's a synthetic opioid. Yes. Okay, but it's, uh, I, it's like 100 times more potent or something crazy than morphine. And so people, you know, want to take it in smaller doses, of course, so they can still maybe function a little bit. But because it's synthesized and coming in in bulk, people don't, even if they're wanting to purchase it, which is the whole point of the drug trafficking, uh, they're not necessarily aware of how potent a dose they're getting. And the, I mean, it's it's not it's not like it's not like going and stealing a few pills out of someone's you know out of your mom's purse, painkiller, which has been uh, which has come out of a pharmacy and is in a you know five milligram or you know it's in a, right, a particular right. kind of dose. They are get, are getting it off the street, and there these pills are not regulated. Obviously, they're illegal, but you don't know the strength. Or the the size of the dosage, and, and it's up. incredibly, it's incredibly addictive, but also so potent that kids are uh, anyone is can die from. And they're dressing them up, and they're you're putting them in bright color pills. Kids is very attractive. Kids, I don't know why they would do this. You mean it looks like candy? It looks like candy, or it looks like yeah, uh, kids, especially young kids, would be very you know the way they bring them in disguised as, which to me is the most evil thing in the world because and a little self-defeating if you're a cartel and want to make a whole bunch of money off an addicted person you're just killing the kid right i mean you're not going to make any uh, it's just evil just just plain evil well uh, now that we have that huh yeah that's scary that it's that prevalent i but you know you hear people every day we we have uh, we had a listener yesterday mm-hmm. email us tell us yeah this is what happened to their their child yeah. asking us to pray for their family yeah and do that. We ask folks to do yeah. that uh, because pray for this family. I think they were in Ohio, uh, but we get. Uh, I got one last week from an email from somebody. Something very similar happened in their family: a drug yeah. overdose. So, um, it's affecting millions of American families. You would think that. Uh, you would think that the president. Uh, would make this a big issue and try to do something to stop it from coming over the border. Uh, you can't stop it all. Drugs have always been here illegally, but you can do more uh, than what we're doing currently right now, which is open borders. Uh, this again, It seems, seems to me like it would be a smart political move for the Biden administration. All right. So if you're listening, Biden administration, here's some sound political insight for you. The catastrophe at the border regarding illegal immigration 
is harming the Democratic Party and the, the opinion of voters of the Biden administration. You're committed to letting as many people across the border as you can. But politically, you should say we're setting aside our immigration policy for now to lock down that border to protect our kids and yeah. adults from yes. fentanyl. And then we'll talk about the immigration issue later yeah. on. You could get yourself off the hook yeah. with the catastrophe down there if you focus it on fentanyl. But because they are so committed to letting anyone and everyone across that border, including, as we said yesterday, there was an Iranian uh, a, a, a person who was on the domestic terrorist list, Yes, among other terrorists that have been coming across, uh, but that they are committed to allowing anyone coming across that border, so they're not going to stop the fentanyl either. You're listening to today's issues. Next topic, Steve. Can, can we get a little lighter? Would <laughs> be okay? Please. Anything would be lighter. So really? um, I, you, you keep hearing these people, that uh, organizations that don't want you, that want you to use certain language. They police the language. And I just came across a list of someone who's upset or wants to keep people from using violent language. So this is a list that comes from a lady named Anna Taylor. And, for example, it's, we don't want you to say, Ed, we don't want you to say anymore you're going to pull the trigger on something. We right. want you to say we're going to launch. You don't want to bite the bullet. You're going to uh, try to avoid it. You're not going to avoid it any longer. You don't shoot someone in an email. You send them an email. Literally, I'm reading this to you. Ed, I never want to hear you say you'll kill two birds with one stone. Instead... I want you to say you'll feed two birds with one scone. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm going to shoot two birds, and I'm going to shoot three birds with one stone. Not with because a scone. I can, because I can do it. I think you're getting your metaphors mixed up there. But anyway, you go ahead, shoot stones. Uh, listen, it's, okay. not, it's, uh, it's, it's not rocket surgery. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you see what did there. there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have told this story before, but it's not going to stop me from telling it again. <laughs> right. So, taking the metaphors, you know, you've heard this a thousand times. I've told you probably. But uh, one time, my wife, Allison, she said, uh, we're out in the yard. She got upset with one of our teenage kids. Right. One of, one of our sons. We have two. You can figure out maybe which one. <laughs> Talking to them on the cell phone. You know, hey, you better get home. You got so-and-so, so-and-so to do. Do your homework. You have a hang-up. She said, <clears throat> I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I told him he better he better uh he better wake up and smell the roses. <laughs> and I said I said uh we were out in the yard, you know, doing yard work and I said, yeah. uh, I think I think he meant uh wake up and smell the coffee. And then she got mad at me. Because yeah. <laughs> she was in a bad mood, but right. turned that toward toward that anger on me because I was correcting her metaphors. Yes. So I don't do that anymore. And, if but, you want to say, wake up, smell the roses, you go for it. And then uh, wisely, while she was getting mad at you out in the yard, you right. said, calm down. Right. <laughs> Which only makes things, <laughs> makes things worse. <laughs> makes things worse. You just need to calm down, woman. So, <laughs> That's not what you said. I just be, I, fellas, I just be careful about correcting your wise metaphors. <laughs> I just let it go. Right. I think most men Wish have learned that. That was 25 years ago. They're upset. It yeah. serves no purpose. <laughs> And don't say things to correct, thinking you're going to help the situation. Right. It's not <laughs> even brain- if you're right. Yes. <laughs> it's not brain science. <laughs> I had a friend one time who said she had a photogenic memory. 
photogenic memories. <laughs> so what did you say to that? He said, you mean you take a picture of it and it's really good looking? <laughs> Is that a photographic? Yes. Yeah. All right. All right, Steve, uh, you, got, you got some Mr. Rogers news? It's a beautiful there? day in the neighborhood. Is it now? It oh, is. Okay. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. So uh, a lot of people, uh, Mr. Rogers, uh, obviously a very beloved um, man, a Christian, a Presbyterian minister, actually. And um, it had a show that just raised so many kids on th- just wonderful concepts. Way before the whole gender thing came up, right, he was he was way before that time. But people now are wondering, well, what would he have said about transgender kids? You know, what would he would he be on board with it? Well, it's not definitive, but listen to what this was a cut we have. It's going around. It's viral now from a show that he did way back in the 70s. And um, it might give you an insight into what he thought about the transgender issue. Cut 14. 13. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys can be the daddies. Well, there you go. Well, I feel totally triggered. <laughs> uh, Why don't you go to hey, feed a couple birds some scones yeah. or something? That's back before this sexual insanity took over our country right there. Yeah, right. that's right. And we now have a justice on the Supreme Court. Right. Who says, I don't know, Mr. Rogers? Obviously wasn't raised on Mr. Rogers. Well, in, in, in defense of... Uh, Katanji Brown Jackson. She's not a biologist. That's true. <laughs> so she can't yeah. answer that question. Yeah, what we're referring to, if is. you missed it, what we're referring to is when uh, uh, Katanji Supreme, Brown Jackson. Yeah, Supreme Court Justice Jackson was a uh, nominee by Biden. She appeared before the United States Senate Judiciary Committee, and one of the senators said, uh, Do you know what a woman is? To which she responded, uh, I don't know. I'm not a biologist, right? That's, that's that right. was her answer. I know it. That was her answer. She him she herself a woman. Yes. Didn't know what a woman was. Yeah. And she's on the Supreme Court now. The, to, to to Fred's point, but uh, uh, you know, it's just complete. Uh, as I say, it's it's in, it's insanity that's taken over. Right. On, on the issue of human sexuality mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to pretend like people can be something they can't be, and that's uh... anyway. You know what? I, my answer was to her saying, "I, I don't know." The so Justice Jackson, then nominee Jackson, saying, "I don't know what a woman is. I'm not a biologist." That would be like me saying, I, "I'm not sure what a tornado is because I'm not a meteorologist." Right. Uh, I'm not. I don't. I don't know what a. I don't know what rain is because I've never been outside. If if you were to point, if someone was to point and say, right. "There's a tornado coming right. toward our, towards our house. We need to get to our safe space," you would not go. I I don't know if that's a tornado. I'm not a meteorologist. Right. No, right. We, right. we all understand. The thing about it is, she here. was lying. Yes, yes, she was lying out loud. She knows what a woman is. She didn't want to say so because she had upset the trans, right, the transgendered uh, people who support. Her president, the president who appointed her yes. to be on the Supreme Court, so she just said, "I don't know what a woman is. I'm not a biologist, but I'm re- but I'm ready to be- decide some of the most important issues in our country." If, if I'm not mistaken, I I, I I could be mistaken. I think the senator, who, and again, I can't remember either. I think the senator who asked this question, uh, 
Mark, Mark, couched it, yeah. couched it like this. I think I think this is how this came out. You're, uh, Ms. Jackson, you are going to be the first African-American woman on the Supreme Court. What's a woman? Okay. So the, everyone was saying, would she be the first African-American woman on the court? And he just simply said, I just want you to tell me what that means. What what does it mean to be right a woman? A woman. I'm not a me. I'm not a I'm not yeah. a biologist. That's and then, like answer. I said, she just wanted to dodge the question. It was, right. it was a lie. She knows what a right. woman is, right? And has yeah. And 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 why would a biologist? Why would she need to be a biologist to answer the question if biology doesn't define what a woman is? Yeah. Anyway, that's all right. Thing. You're listening Ancient to issues. today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Next story. Well, Steve. I have found a transgender person who knows what a woman is and was willing to define it. In fact, this transgender person that I found on uh, my face on my Twitter feed is more of a woman than what we would just unknowingly like call Ellen a woman. Reddy. Yeah, listen. More than a woman. I think listen. That, I think that's BG's head. <laughs> listen to cut fourteen. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're out here thinking that trans women are making a mockery of you when it's the exact opposite. Talk you to are women. pretending that you know that you are a woman when the only people here who know that for sure are the ones who have put in the work to understand themselves, the trans women. You have put zero work in actually understanding yourself. You are only a woman because everybody else around you looked at the same external factors that you look at and said, mm, seems like woman behavior to me. And you went, all right, I don't even identify as a woman and I'm more of a woman than you. What? Wow, that's arrogant, isn't it? That was a tr- that was a trans there's woman. It's a, so a man. It means it's a man. That's a man talking to women, talking to and women, saying I'm more of a woman than you because I've put the work in to define exactly. what a woman is. You got it. I I, I want to I want to ask people like that. I, I have not had the opportunity to engage in a conversation with a quote unquote trans woman, a man who claims to be a woman. I want to ask. That man, what is it that you transitioned into? When you say, I understand what it means to be a woman more than another woman, yeah. what is it that you understand yourself to be that, that these other people who don't know what they are claim to be? I have a feeling that that arrogant person would be able to give you an answer. Well, so it might be right. It wouldn't be right, but yeah. If you, transition, if you transition from one thing to another, there has to be a definition of what you were mm-hmm. and what you are now. I don't. I yeah. want to know what it is you are now. The problem with what you're saying is, is that people who do the transitioning are very clear in their own mind, deluded mind, what they are and what they were. It's the people who know biology and are afraid, like Katanji Brown Jackson, to say, "Well, a woman is someone who's born with an XX chromosome. You know, a woman is someone who's born female." Right. Uh, that that would offend people. Yeah. That would trigger. No, I'm sorry. That would. Uh, I don't know what the nonviolent. Uh, we're we're going to stick with triggered. Okay. <laughs> that would trigger. That would get them in trouble. But uh, the the man who says he's a woman is very free. This like this guy to say I'm more of a woman because he gets to define his own right. reality. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. All right. Um, Sanity. So uh, state senator uh, Megan Hunt. Uh, in Nebraska is making a point. So Nebraska passed a uh, a bill or um, that or is considering a bill that would ban 
sending kids or allowing kids to watch these drag shows, right? Drag queen shows. Right. A lot of people, uh, for good reason, are saying, you know, really, that's just sexual entertainment and really has no place in front of kids. Um, but there's this push for to bring our kids to these drag shows. Well, she says, fine. If that's what you're going to do, then I'm going to make a bill that says you can't take children under 19 years of age to any religious indoctrination camp, meaning a camp, a vacation Bible school, or a trade a lock-in, a convention held by a church, youth group, religious organization, anything for the purpose of indoctrinating children with a specific set of religious beliefs. If, if we can't bring our children to sexually explicit stuff, then you can't bring your children to church, is what she says. Now, she's making a point. She, she knows it won't pass, and she's not What's really intending point? for it. She wants to kill the bill that says you can't bring children to drag shows. But what's her point? Her point is bringing a child to a drag show is the same thing as bringing a kid to a church. In other words, it's propaganda, right? Yeah. I, well, yes. She- well, let me just let me just say this is how this is how a republic like ours goes into the dustbin of history. All right. Now, all the freedoms that our constitution grants are for people who want to practice a faith, for example, that is outside the majority faith or hold to a belief and speak of a belief that is outside. So you have to have a thing that everyone agrees to first in order for someone to be countercultural. And until our society decides, no, Christianity is not like Satanism, some of these groups pushing Satanism in schools, uh, uh, the Christian faith is not like taking kids to a drag show. So we're going to say that the Christian faith is the primary faith of this country. And everyone's free to practice whatever you want, but Christianity is the, the faith that has organized this country, that has provided it with its ideals, and so it's not the same as these things. Until you go back to doing that like we were 50 years ago, this foolishness will probably prevail. Do you know that's what the Supreme Court said in 1890? The Trinity case. They said we're, They said about looking around, this, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, looking around all over the country, you can say that America is a Christian nation. Christian nation. Yeah. yeah. That didn't mean we forced anybody to be Christian. Right. Uh, but no, and everybody, you didn't have to be baptized to be an American citizen or anything like there that. It has to be something we agree on. Right. It, to glue Our us founding together. fathers did. Right. We have to have something to glue us together. Constitution, Declaration of Independence. You know, the good news is uh, in parts of America, they're starting to fight back against this nonsense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and by the way, let's just quickly add here. This is in Nebraska. It is. This is one state senator, right. and she's not getting anywhere with this. Right. She's yeah. not intending to, really. She's she's trying to poke. Right, but, the, the, but some of these lefties believe yeah. that that uh, if, if you can't, subject kids to a drag queen show, then uh, maybe you should not be able to send them to vacation Bible school. That's the way they think. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but I just wanted to make sure people understood that's not going anywhere in the Cornhusker state. Uh, All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. By the way, that that Mr. Rogers clip we played, we posted on our Facebook page. So go to Today's Issues Facebook page and that Mr. Rogers clip where he said boys are boys and girls are girls from the beginning. Uh, You can view that for yourself at our Today's Issues Facebook page. Thanks, Fred. You bet.
th- my thanks to Ed, Absolutely. Steve, Brent, Chris, Jan, Chris, Roman. And thank you for listening, everybody, to American Family Radio. Uh, Trivia Friday tomorrow. We'll see you back here then.